the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today we are here with Aaron Jimenez. He's a top producing mortgage broker at Secure Choice Lending. Grew up in Southern California, is a husband, father of two, and he specializes in helping first time home buyers, right? Yes. And welcome amongst other home buyers as well. But yes, thank you. You don't discriminate. Right? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Like my, my, one of my guys is here, but thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, we're right now, we're really trying to interview people who are crushing it in this market because this is, as we know, rates are, you know, right. not the best. Sure. And so uh, just to have someone on that's that's doing doing different things, doing new things, sure. kind of giving them giving my uh, listeners some tips and tricks on how to you know succeed in yeah, 2023, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. Excited to be here, man. Awesome. And before we go too far, please like, share, subscribe, do a little comment and keep watching. So uh, tell me your story. Like, how'd you get in the mortgage? Sure. My, it's okay. Yeah. So I was telling the guys here because they've heard my story a couple times, but as I was mentioning before the podcast started, I, at 19 years old, while I was in college, I started working at Wells Fargo Bank cool. as a teller mm-hmm. while I was going to school. I was, was a teller, teller for a couple I was years. A teller too. Yeah, there you go. Cashing <laughs> checks, kind of learning the ba- how banking the banking world worked, right? Depositing checks, opening accounts, doing credit card applications, doing mm-hmm. personal loan applications, and then when I graduated college, like two years later, like when I was like 22, 23, I was like full time banking. Like, I they, back then they called it a personal banker. Yep. So I was a personal banker for like four or five years, like opening new accounts, tie yep. suit. Opening new accounts, checking accounts, savings accounts, credit cards, debit cards, direct deposits, online banking was a considered a sale. Personal did you ever, loans. Like, did, you, did you ever look up like celebrities like Robert De Niro? I can't. They- I, I don't want to get sued, <laughs> but maybe, maybe. <laughs> I totally did that. Yeah, yeah, but- I did. There you go. So. I did. I, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, <laughs> you don't uh, tell anyone about it, right? But you just yeah, I'm not going to tell you like, who I looked up. What is uh, but I did know, look so-and-so up a lot have in their account, right? Yes. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, they, they Always curious. as much as I thought they did. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it never came to mind until a guy, one of my coworkers, and his name is Ricky, he was like, hey, dude, do you know so-and-so banks with us? I'm like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, I looked up his accounts. Look him up. It's loaded. He would even give me his account numbers and be like, look at this guy's account. Yeah. And I'd be like, holy shit. That's a lot of money. Now yeah. I heard because my brother still works at a bank. He's been he's been banking for like twenty years. He's a financial advisor. Now if you have a bunch of money at the bank, the tellers, the bank employees can't even see like that's a teller window. Mm-hmm. They can't even see your balances. Really, they're like blacked out. They black them out. You have to talk to like you have, they have to call somebody else, like a manager, like a manager to see like what your actual balance is, right? But anyways, going back to my story, teller banker for a few years, and then I graduated college, got my bachelor's degree, whatever. Was like okay, cool. Now I got to tackle the corporate world and move up in banking. Right. That's, I was like 22, 23 at the time. So I did that until I was like twenty six in personal and being a personal banker. I became a branch manager, got promoted, moved up the ranks, the assistant manager, uh, supervisor, and then I became a bank branch manager. Cool. Right. So I'm the guy that you talk to when you had a, a complaint about your account being overdrawn or whatever the case may be. Right. Right. I was that guy. Did that for four years. Learned a lot about banking loans. Mm-hmm. I did home equity loans as a, as a manager, not mortgages, but we would do HELOCs or home equity loans of credit on the right. retail side. The actual loan officers and and at Wells Fargo, like the L, like the LOs, wouldn't really do those. They would refer them back to the branch. So it I would was do easier. Process, they were easier. Yeah. yeah, it was a application, and you know, Wells Fargo underwriting would take care of it, and they would update the conditions, and you would just send them in and all that good stuff. But I did that, and then I was like twenty eight, twenty nine. And I was getting serious with my now wife. 
um, where we're dating. I'm like, you know what? Before I turn 30, like, this can't be it. Yeah. I can't be in banking wearing a fucking suit and tie yeah. for 10 years. Now I'm approaching 10 years. I just can't. I need to do something else before I turn 30. Yeah. I love credit. I love working one-on-one. I like sales. For some reason, like, because I bought a couple of houses when I, in my 20s. Like, I enjoy the process. I was, like, very curious about the process, like, underwriting and credit and yeah. mortgages. So it always caught my attention. So I'd always, like, ask my loan officer, the guy at my office, like, a lot of questions. Picked his brain a lot. So, yeah, before I turned 30, I was 29. I left a salary of $100,000 as a bank manager. Mm-hmm. And I went in to loans or mortgage at Wells Fargo. 100% commission, no salary. Mm-hmm. So I saved up a bunch of money. Well, six months worth of reserves, right? Sure. I, you know, I calculated my car payment, my expenses, my rent. I rented my house out at the time and I moved. I, this was all planned, right? I rented my house out. Right. And I'm like, hey, cool. The mortgage is covered. I moved back to my folks. My parents said, come on, come on over. How did your, how'd your wife feel about that? So, well, my, I wasn't married at the time. Fiance? Yeah. Just not even. Just not dating. Even. She okay. was still living with her folks. I was living with my folks, but we were getting serious, but we weren't living together yet. And then, uh, Saved up six months of, of, of funds, moved back to my parents. They were supporting me. I left, went into loans. And I remember I didn't make any money, any money for five months. And I was literally down to like my $1,000 left in my account. Wow. And I'm like, shit, if this doesn't work, if I don't get a nice fat check, I have to go back into the banking world. Yep. I did well. And I was, you know, well-respected in the banking world. So district managers and my higher-ups would go, hey, if you ever need a job, come back, blah, blah, blah. I know mortgages are tough. It does, it, everyone fails. Yeah. Right? It's, not, it's not for everybody. Like right. only a small percentage, you know. Succeed. Literally, I remember because it was it was it was a Memorial Day weekend of 2015, mm. and I left that November six months prior. And I remember my 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 girlfriend and some friends invited us to Palm Springs for the weekend. And I'm like, shit, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go. I don't have any money. Yeah, got paid like a week before. <clears throat> it was like five grand. I was like, so jumping up and down, like I'm, I made it. I made, I made it. it. Got five grand. Yeah, I got five grand. I'm like, I'm back. I had low expenses at the time. Mind you, it was like living with yeah. my parents. Five grand to me at that time was a lot of money. Totally. Was that your net check? Or was that that was my net check. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. I think I got a lot of beer. I, you know what? I, it was like seven grand and I claimed exempt. It was W2, Wells mm-hmm. Fargo. So they took like state taxes and like 401k. So I got like 5,500 bucks. Right? Nice. I was like, yes, I'm back. So yeah, I had a good time in Palm Springs. Right. And then mm-hmm. uh, the rest was history. The, the loans just started coming. That's cool. And the rest is history. That was May of 2015. So what? Almost eight years ago. Yep. So I've been in loans, doing loans for, got my, my originated my first loan in 2015. Nice. Um, and I always tell people this story that, and I tell homeowners this now when, when people are on the fence about, especially for some homebuyers, mm-hmm. but whether it's the right time to buy or they're scared or they, they see the payment, when you go over the payment with them, you're like, shit, that payment's what, especially today, yeah, fourth out. In, it's a big, in where big I live, number. in Riverside County, that's the area that I serve in primarily. Riverside, San Bernardino County, the Inland Empire, the IE. Mm-hmm. First time home buyer, I mean, you're looking at a $4,000 payment. FHA, 3.5% down or 5% right. down conventional, five fifty, six dollars $600,000 house. They're like, holy shit, this is really expensive. Yep. They're paying rent right now, 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks, maybe 2500 or maybe they live with their folks. So I tell them this story. I said, look it, real estate changed my life. I really did. Yeah. Because when I left, retail bank like retail loan officer and i went into like direct lending world i needed money i didn't have any i didn't have the wells fargo enterprise anymore to get referrals so when i was a loan officer as you probably know i didn't have to worry about getting realtor business right like i didn't give a shit yeah i would sit down on my branch i had a, a branch assigned to me and they just come and in and the tellers the bankers like hey aaron 
Mr. Smith is here. He wants to refinance his house. He wants to know what rates are. Come on over, Mr. Smith. Right. Have a seat. What do you, okay, what's, what's your current rate? And it was most likely had a Wells Fargo loan. Mm-hmm. Okay, 6% rate. Rates are today are 4%. Awesome. No brainer. Yeah, let's do it. What's the payment on that? I'm like, yeah, you're going to save a bunch of money. Let's do it. 10 three right then and there. Yep. Literally, print disclosures, have them sign, yep. submit it to underwriting. I'm like, come, come back and bring your paycheck subs, your W-2s or whatnot. And then after I, when I was leaving, I was like, shit, I don't have any realtor relationships. Right. All the referrals that I get are from the enterprise, the Wells Fargo enterprise, right? People walking into the bank, that bank with Wells Fargo. So I got like a one realtor relationship, maybe one, maybe two. Nothing, nothing like where I was like, oh yeah, you should go on your own, right? And yes, granted, at Wells Fargo, you make $1,200 a pop alone. Right. Like, yes, if your loan was like over like 600000 you'd make more money. Like, but for the most part, I was getting like paid. Like flat fee? Flat fee of 1200 bucks. So yep. to make decent money, I had to do 10 loans a month. Right. With no junior, no assistant, just my processor yeah. and an underwriter, I was banging out 10 loans a month all by myself. Literally, I would take a 1003, have another appointment to collect conditions, submit them, and then do it all over again with other clients. So I always tell clients this. Oh, the reason I bring this up is because um, when I left Wells Fargo and I went into direct lending world, I knew that I had to acquire real estate relationships, mm-hmm. right? That's because I'm like, uh, those are only my, those are going to be my, my referral only sources. Way you get biz, yeah. So I uh, had a piece of real estate that I owned. Remember that house that I told you that I had rented uh-huh. out years mm-hmm. back? Did never move back, stayed with my parents. I got an apartment with my, with my, with my fiance, now wife. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to do for money? Like, I know realtors, I have to take realtors out to lunch. <laughs> I have to host events. Yep. I have to, like, market on Zillow. Right. Like, right? So I'm like, man, damn, I, have, I own real estate. I'm like, wait a minute, I bought my house in 2009. Looked on Zillow. I'm like, oh, shit. I never refinanced. It was back in the day when you get an FHA loan, the PMI comes off on its own after you have enough equity. Now mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. PMI was off. So I never had to refinance. I'm like, should I have a lot of equity? And I'm like, okay. I sold my house. I decided to sell my house, made a bunch of money, mm-hmm. put it in my account, and went to work. And then started hitting up invested real, real, right in yourself yeah. in my in my attire, my business, my car. I had a BMW. I'm like, I have to play be the part. Right, I have to play the part. Took every real that I knew that I could hit up on Instagram or social media, friends of friends or closing agents on transactions. Mm-hmm. Invited them all to lunch, bought them a bunch of beer, drinks, <laughs> food. And then became friends with a lot of them. That's, right? that's, yeah, if, that's the way you do it, right? Yeah, literally just build a good relationship. I'm like, oh, you're a cool guy. I'm like, oh, you're a cool guy too. And let's then, work together. And let's work together. Yeah. The rest is history. And then from there, the rest is history. And just off we went. That's cool. So that's my story. So I always tell people, buy real estate because real estate will set you up for financial success. It really will. And it did for me yeah. in a big way. Had I not owned a piece of real estate, I wouldn't have the confidence to leave Wells Fargo Bank and start a new, my own business and right. lending. If I didn't have that financial support of having a bunch of money that I could leverage, it's which was amazing what, what happens when you buy real estate. I mean, granted, you know, 08s are the black swans that, right. that happen, but if you know, that was 70 years in the making. So right. it took a, you know, people are all, all still scared of that because right. we don't have, we, you know, we get amnesia, but not right now because it's too, too recent. And then, you know, the pandemic, everyone, no one knew what to do. Right. It was like, is this going to be another 08? And, uh, but, but man, if you, if you own real estate, like you said, like it's it's crazy how much it'll change your net worth as well, an individual. It's, it's absolutely, especially if you own multiple properties. Oh, yeah. Like it's just the the like the acceleration of your net worth is is massive because it's just you know the dollars just gets weaker and weaker every year. I mean, you know, yep. We all remember those stories that our parents like you could buy ice cream at you know five cents oh, yeah. or ten cents or gas, dude. I remember 
and I sound now old, but I remember buying at thrifty like thirty five cents and twenty five cents for a scoop of ice cream. Oh, for sure, yeah. And yeah. like now it's like four bucks. Five, I don't even know what it is because right. I don't go buy ice cream at right. thrifties, but. It's got to be ten bucks, eight bucks, six bucks, something like that. Scoop, oh yeah, you know. I remember in high school, I had a I had a red uh, Celica, Toyota Celica. I don't think they even make Celicas anymore. Marcos, you're a car guy, so he might know. <laughs> um, it was like it was like shared between like me, and my sister, and my brother. It was like the family car because we're all similar in age. And my friends, it was like a red sauce. It was it was a red <laughs> car. Like it was kind of sporty. And my friends called it the Saucemobile. It was a red like little <laughs> the like the Saucemobile. <laughs> Anyways, going out, like literally, I remember getting two or three dollars together, like to put gas in my tank to just make it to school and back and like go to Jack in the Box and have lunch and come back. Like two or three dollars did it. Yeah. Like I could like, okay, cool. I'm putting gas in my car. Give me like, anybody have a buck? Yeah. Like three of us. Here you go. Three bucks. Great. A couple gallons. A a couple gallons. It'll last you 30 miles to the gallon, 40 miles to the gallon or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It's crazy. I read something the other day or I saw something on Instagram. Who said this? It could be like a. Also influencer or like a rap star or something. If you don't own land, you don't own anything. Yeah. And that's why real estate is so powerful is because, and that's why I'm a firm believer like, to buy and acquire real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Is because, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Like, Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Of course. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I made my kids read that. They're, really? They're, uh, they, when they were 15, I think. And they were like, Dad, I don't want to read this, you know. Yeah. But like, they, they read it and I'm oh, like, yeah. This is the book that kind of changed my life in a oh, way. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it was like I remember reading it a long time ago, and I had already bought real estate. But then I was like, "This is just such like they don't teach this in school, no. right?" And no. it's it's literally like a the pathway to, to success right. and the pathway to, to being rich, you know, yep. having wealth or having any kind of like net worth, you know, versus oh, like absolutely, you know, most people they have pay- paycheck to paycheck, right? And you're just like. Well, if you could figure out how to buy a house and everyone could figure out how to do it. Oh, absolutely. Just got to save a little bit. Can't One be loans, so, baby. There you yeah, go. you can't be so bougie, <laughs> right? You're like buying this most, the most expensive clothes. You could right. cut back on some things and then save a little bit of money, do an FHA loan, do get a little, you know, whatever. I know you probably do more. You do FHAs, right? A lot of FHAs, a lot of like conventional so like you, deals. You, you can probably get, you know, assistance to even down payments oh, yeah. now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like. I used to do a lot of down payment assistance loans, a lot of them. Now, not so popular because rates are so high, Yeah. even for those programs. So sometimes it doesn't make sense because there's like, they limit the debt to income ratio requirements. Right. And with rates being so high, I mean, you might qualify for like a few hundred thousand. It's not going to be enough, yeah. not even in Riverside County. But yeah. Now uh, people uh, are doing GoFundMe for like down payments. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? You want to uh, help Joe <laughs> buy a house, I guess? Here's 20 bucks, Joe. <laughs> it's funny. In, in my world, because FHA, first home buyer, like... Having at like the assets section of the of the application, yeah, or like the down payment is like the least of my worries, because in my world like, I always tell everybody people could if you tell them what they qualify for, you you tell them here's your payment, yep, here's what you can qualify for that payment, a house that costs six hundred thousand or five fifty, right, and it's in line with what they're thinking and what they want and what they see on Zillow, mm-hmm. and you tell them okay, but how much money do you have saved up? They're like, oh, only a few thousand dollars. I'm like, I'm like seven thousand. I'm like, okay, well, just so you know, five hundred and fifty thousand times three and a half percent is X. Yep, seventeen thousand two hundred and fifty bucks, for example. I'm not even sure if that's the number. Pretty close. You n- you need to have that at least. Closing costs will figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Do you have it? Four hundred one k. Mom and dad, grandparents, and an uncle. They're like, no. Always initially say no. No, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah. Get a call back or a text back. Or they talk to the realtor a few days later. Hey, they're ready to start looking. I'm like, yeah, but last time I talked to John, 
he said that he didn't have enough money for the even the down payment, <laughs> let alone the closing costs. So I guess his mom's going to help him out. His mom's loaded, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> they always come up with the money. Yeah. As long as you could show them, you could buy a house yeah. that costs this much and it's in line with what they think and their right. perspective and they're okay with the payment. They always figure out the, the down payment portion of it. Right. It's the funniest thing. Either an old 401k or right a stimulus check in the last couple of years. Yeah, they get some kind or of bonus a, a, a or bonus something. coming up. Yeah. Or they're right now tax season. Right, right. It's not a client. refund. Yeah, Just had a client. He's like, yeah, well, hey, your bank statement you only show like three grand. You need like if you're buying a house for four fifty. You need like you know fifteen grand down minimum down payment. Oh yeah, I have it. I'm like, where is it? Oh, I tax refund. I already filled my tax. I got fourteen grand back. I should be getting in like two weeks. <laughs> so I'll have like eighteen grand. I'm like, nice. <laughs> so that's that's. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's kind of like a lot of the clients that I work with, which is awesome because I don't get shopped a lot when it comes to rates. That's cool. And I offer obviously competitive rates. We're at SCL, Secure Trust Lending. We're a broker. So our FHA rates are fucking awesome. Nice. Sorry, can I cuss? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If I edit it. I mean, I think a lot of people cuss. So, okay. Yeah. You know, if you're so, offended by a cuss word. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So we have really good rates anyways. So when I just sh- taking the time to explain to a first home homebuyer why they should buy a house and what, and tell the story of how it helped you and your family is so yeah. freaking impactful. And then our process is tailored for first home homebuyers. We want to educate them. Mm-hmm. We always say we're an education-based mortgage company, right? Or my yeah. team is. Because yeah, we, we, we think, and we really, I firmly believe this. If you're going to buy your first house or if you haven't bought a house in, since, in, since the 1990s, right? Yeah. You're now in your 50s and you want to sell and move up because you're going to ready to retire. If you haven't bought a house in a long time, it amazes me that people do not meet. If you don't know, like we know about loans, right? We can right. meet in LE and shop around. But like, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you haven't bought a house in a freaking very long time, and you're like, I don't know, a lineman, you don't really know about mortgages. You just know that you have a mortgage. It amazes me how people do not want to meet, or lenders do not offer in-person or Zoom consultations. Yeah, it's crazy. They just only do phone. But you buy a car. That costs like 50 grand right. and you have to go down to the fucking dealership for ha- your entire fucking day. Yeah. It's annoying. I just did it with my daughter. To ha- first car. And yeah. To like, haggle. I was like, this is a, yeah. this is a long process. Yeah. Yeah. Like then you, you even know the, the car, finance you, you, department. You, yeah. you even know the car that you want. It still takes three to four hours. Yeah. But a mortgage, you could go on Quicken and Rocket Morgan just, they, you just say you're pre-qualified. Here's an LE. Let me know when you find a house. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That is insane and to that, me. And that people yeah. don't want to meet with their clients. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're listening to this podcast and you don't want to meet with your client, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. That, and like that, you, you, you just lost your touch with the reality. Absolutely. Like, I mean, maybe you like super tech tech person, right? But like, I know. I mean, or you bought multiple homes and you just want to, Hey, what's the best rate? Yeah. This is what I want to do. I already know my down payment. I know, I know how to calculate my own payment. I mean, you know, people later. do business outside of their areas. Yes. So I get like yeah. why maybe they don't, but zoom, right? Like, Put a face to a name, yeah. get, get yeah. cause you gotta build rapport. Like so and, and, and most people don't even I think most loan officers, correct me if I'm wrong, don't even go through the ten oh three anymore. They send a <laughs> link and then the borrower does it, yeah. right? And then they if they don't do it, they're like, oh borrower didn't do their ten oh three and yep. then you know, email them and bug them about it. Like, no, I mean, that was the best way for me to build rapport with my customer. Is during the ten oh three? During the ten oh three. That's awesome. And then when I when I would do that. I would make the, we talk about their kids. We talk about their dog. We talk about their dreams. And, you know, it just was this like magical, you know, lost art that I think people yeah. don't do anymore because yeah. of the technology. But if you, if you take like 10 minutes, 15 minutes with your borrower, like think about this. They're not going to want to do that with anyone else. No. 
Cause, so you kind of take them off the yeah. street, right? Yeah. You, you remove the, the competition in a way. When I, when I got in the mortgage business, we had this thing called uh, loan lookups. So we okay. would go, we would drive and we had a company car. I was with this, this subprime company called uh, UC Lending. And we would call them lookups and we, we, our, our tagline was, you want to take them off the street? And it was like, so we would get all their docs, like all their originals, their tax returns, their pay stubs. So no one else going. could get it, <laughs> right? Going, yes. And so we would get their stuff and we could, we'll get it back to you as soon as, you know, or if you need it back, we'll give it back to you. But we'll, we'll take it to the office, get it in front of the underwriter. And then, you know, and then we'd meet with them. We'd do the 1003 by right. hand and you'd be in their home so that they, it's like, you know, people don't invite you into your, your home unless they're comfortable with you. So it was like this amazing way. And I think the, the pull through it rate was just so oh, phenomenal. Es- especially when the, when they're, they get their, when that borrower who dropped off their documents at your place or your office and you have the originals. And then for some reason, someone else gets in their ear about, Hey, I do loans too. Yeah. Let me give you a second opinion. Let me see your documents. Oh, dang. They're over here. John Aaron gotta has call them. Ju- gotta I got to call Aaron. him and it's kind of down the road. I, I'm good. Yeah. I like John anyways. I like Aaron anyways. Right. He spent a lot of time yeah. with me. We talked yeah. about your, your, you know, the football game, whatever. Yeah. And he had me over for a barbecue. So yep. it's like, yeah, you, I think this business is, it, it started out back in the day, right? It was a very personal business, kind of to your point about the car loans. Like you have to have a personal you know, relationship with the person. It's totally got completely away from that. I think Automated. it's time to get back to that. Oh, absolutely. If you want to crush it in 23, right? Exactly. If the people who are going to survive 2023 and going forward are the people who provide the most value yep. and actually care about their clients, who are trustworthy, yep. who take the time to educate their clients. And how do you do that? Without spending at least thirty minutes an hour with them, either right. via Zoom or, or 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 in person. Yeah. And then not only that, once you meet them in person, it's over. It's, yeah. It's like forget about shopping. And I'm like, hey, I always ask this question. Hey, I know you've been through a uh, you've been you're referred to by John, my realtor partner. He says you were reapproved with like a family friend or like somebody you knew in the past. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Let me ask you before we get started. How was your experience hmm. with that other lender? Nine out of ten times, maybe nine and a half out of ten times. I mean, it really wasn't an experience. It was just, I, they, he sent me a link. I, I completed it and I uploaded the documents and then Never he heard just, from he's just like, uh, the next day he like emailed me that I was pre-approved and he sent me like a, here, I have it right here in my email. Hold on a second. Yeah. Just, I'm like, oh, can you forward that to me? It's literally just a fucking LE yeah. or just an email with font showing what they're qualified for. There's no personal, it's that's like it. a robot. And I'm like, that's it. it. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I apologize. I'm so sorry. You had yeah. that experience. Why? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of most of the lending world to be honest with you, but we're different. Let me tell you why we're different. During this consultation, I'm going to show you a lot of different options. I'm going to share my screen, or if we're in person, mm-hmm. I you know I take them to my, my office, show them the big screen, mirror my computer, show them different options, FHA, conventional. We show them ways to get the credit score up. We bring up a house that they like, that they saw mm-hmm. on Zillow that night before. Yeah, you know, wife yeah. gets all excited. <laughs> oh, I, I saw a house last night. I'm like, yeah, this is the payment on this house. She looks at her, we could do that, huh, babe? I'm like, yeah, you, you get qualified for this. Yeah, Awesome. There's no shopping. See what you're doing there is you're creating yeah. an emotion, yeah. right? You're tying an emotion to this really boring experience of right. finance, right? right? But you're creating something where they're going to remember that because they're like, oh, for oh, sure. this house and like, so that's what like when I, you know, right now there's really no refis, there's cash out refis. But Wait, there no, isn't? Why not? Just, well, there's, of there's not. yeah, there's, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like there's seconds and, you know, we do these seconds, right? right. And, and I, you know, I hear it all the time from people. I'm, I'm sure Brandon doesn't even want to do seconds because they're small, but <laughs> like you can get that emotion out of them. Like, do you want to like redo your kitchen? And then they go, oh, I would love this kitchen. I saw it on Pinterest, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you absolutely. talk to them about the kitchen, right? Yep. You're not talking about the loan or the payment right. or the rate. You're talking about the kitchen. Well, what else would you do to the kitchen? Right. 
or do you, what about a pool? You guys, do you have a pool? Yeah, I build a pool. And right. your kids are like five or four, whatever. You're putting this whole, they're imagining this this life that they have right. with a pool and tying it to you and all this. And then, dude, then they love, you know, they love you, right? right. Like they, they have this emotion tied to it. Right. No, I get it. Versus get someone it. that just sends an LE. Yeah. It's, it's, here's it's, your payment. Here's your rate. It's, it's still crazy. Call to me. me if you're ready. Yeah. And once in a while when like I'm in a rush and people, I feel like customers and realtors are rushing me to like get this, spit, spit this pre-approval out. And I've done that. I could do that. And I don't like it. I feel sleazy. Like this is yeah. it. Like I just took a 10 on three. He completed an application. He wants a pre-approval letter right away. Like I want to talk to this guy. I want to yeah. talk to him and his wife. I want to talk to, I want to talk to her. Like I want to yeah. build rapport. I want to see if this is even a good fit. Right. I'm not a transactional guy. I'm not going to just give you a loan. Yep. And say, and I make commission, and then I feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Like I need to like build a relationship with you to see if it's a good fit. Like, hey, do you want to go through the experience? And most of the time, they do. Yep. Once in a while, you get a guy like, oh no, thank you. I bought many homes before. What's your lowest rate? Yep. And we could do that too. Don't get me wrong. But our bread I and butter. You, I bet you get referrals too from them. Oh yeah, like from their friends and they're like, oh, my friend needs to buy a house. Talk to. I've had people. Hey, I, this is awesome, by the way. My son is looking to buy his first house, him and his wife. He's 25 years old. He's a firefighter. I would love for him to sit through this, this consultation. I, I know this. I've yeah. got many homes before. But this is really, and not only that, even the people that have bought homes before, you show them the 2-1 buy down. Mm-hmm. They didn't have heard of that 10 years ago. Right. Right? You show them the, what a seller credit can do. Right? They're just like, oh, damn. I mean, you know about this? Yeah. No. 3 two, one buy down. No, this is awesome. Okay. Now you're showing them something. Now it's like all the guard is down. Yeah. Now they're, they're, they're a raving fan. So... Yeah, I think the business is, like I mentioned earlier, people who are going to survive going forward are the people who take the time to educate their clients yep. and provide an excellent client experience and a memorable one. Yep. Right? Because spinning out the the LE, spinning out LEs is that thing of the past. You survive when rates were free, when yeah. rates were like one or two percent, whatever. Two, yeah, because then you would just every knucklehead so had made a bunch of money. Right? So easy, yeah. But nowadays, like a tr- the true professional yep. and an advisor or or the ones that are going to capture market share. Well, what else are people going to do? You know, people leave the mortgage business and they go become a waiter again. And you're like, you or could sell cars or sell cars. But <laughs> you're like, how much money are you going to make if you close this deal? And how much time are you going to spend on it? Right. You're going to go be a waiter. You're going to be some, you know, work another job that's, that's W2 or something that's, that's, you know, by the hour, like you could take that eight grand commission or six, whatever it is, right. Whatever your comp plan is and, and say like, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, if I were to spend what I was going to make as a wage at this other job, right. On this cl- on this customer, right? Which you're never going to spend that much time. Like for eight grand, you'd make in in one month of working at like a restaurant, right? right? Yeah, you're gonna if that, and then you're gonna you know have one customer that you spend four hours on, right? Like <laughs> if you if you really look yeah. at it that way, right? Like it's unbelievable how no, I don't want to spend that much time on this bar. Really, like you're gonna make people, this much money. People tell me that all the time. Yeah. Like you're crazy for what you do for your clients. You spend yeah. that much time with them. That's insane. I'm like, we have to change it, our mindsets. Our mindsets need to readjust yeah. to like, look, this is work, you know, and, and I'm going to put invest the time in this customer because not only are they going to be my client for life, but they're going to have three or four referrals when I close oh, absolutely. for friends and family or whatever. And so it's going to turn into that's marketing dollars that right. I just invested into for free refer- and referrals are way better than leads. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that long term client relationships is super important because my philosophy has always been if I could just get a lot of clients, not, I don't need every single client, 
and do so such a good job with the clients that I have and mm-hmm. be like their mortgage advisor, for, not just for this house, but for their next two or three homes. Right. Help they, them buy an invest, investment correct. property. Help or... them build a real estate portfolio. And they're going to introduce me to friends and family and coworkers and their daughters and their, and their sons. I'm going to be, I'm going to have a full business and I could probably pass this business down to my kids yeah. when I'm in my 60s and 70s, Absolutely. right? And they're going to help, we're, we're going to help their kids yeah. and their grandkids buy homes. Right. That's what I'm trying to establish. And you don't, everyone's like, oh, new transactions, new deals, new deals, new, new people, new people, new people. It's yeah. like, no, do a really good job with the clients that you have. Yeah. That's going to, and then there's no shopping. You yeah. don't have to worry about people like, hey, why didn't he call you back? Because, well, because he found a better rate. You didn't yeah. provide any value. Sure. They don't care about you. Yeah. They just met you like through an email. Yeah. But if you spend time with them, you know them for a long time, they're not going anywhere. Right. Kind of like a family office for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be the family office for a lot of people. In yeah. my area, and they'll like, trust I, this you. This is the go-to mortgage guy. They'll trust you yeah. with like, should I invest in Bitcoin? Yeah, you know, or should yeah. I invest in the stock? You know, like, right? What, what should I? You know, what should I do? Yeah, you know, invest in my four hundred one k. Could you just stuff. help them with the biggest asset of their life? Of course. Right? Yeah. So, how do you get business? Like right now, I mean, I know you've built a, built a book of business, right? Sure. You probably have realtors, but like, let's say your pipeline. I don't know what it is today, but let's just say it's down. Like, what would you do to drum up some business right now? Oof. Or what are you doing to drum up business? Yeah, I mean. Luckily, we've been fortunate, even with the rates going up in the last year or so. We've been fortunate because we have we work with a lot of really good realtors in my marketplace. I have some really solid relationships with some top realtor teams mm-hmm. um, in my area, so we haven't really been down too much. But yeah, we've we've suffered a little bit, right? We felt the sure. the big the rates when the rates went up. We we the rate refis went away completely, pretty much. What am I doing now? Is go, getting back to the basics, John. Literally getting back to the basics is. Doing open houses. I'm mm-hmm. doing an open house every other weekend. Yeah. My guys, he's one of them's here. He does an open house every other weekend too. It's required to do an open house every other weekend. We pick up deals. Yeah. We pick up like two deals a month. Just in the from last open six house. months from open houses. And how long are you there? Two, three hours? I'm there the whole time. So, so like I mean the open house yeah. the open house could be three, four hours. Right. So I'm usually there three three hours. Yeah. So it's not like an all day thing. And it's yeah, I'm during week working during the weekend on a Saturday. If I do an open house, I tell my wife, hey babe. I'm going to be gone from 12 to 3. I'll be right back. Yep. She's like, okay, cool. You're doing an open house. Yeah. Like, I'm not blowing the Saturday where I'm not with her and the you're kids. golfing or you're yeah, out. Exactly. Out. Yeah. I'm just out for a few hours. So getting back to the basics is doing open houses, leveraging your realtor resources, and really making sure that they're still, they're still your partner. Right. Because there's so many lenders right now suffering, and they're in all, they're all in your realtor's ears. Oh, for sure. Sending them a text, sliding up in their DM, yeah. in their messenger. You better believe they are. Yeah. Right? It's normal. And you know what they're not doing? They're not they're not helping the, the realtor get business. Correct. And so that realtor's just like, got it. Annoy- and probably annoyed with those calls or there's like, hey, you got any another you got lender? Any, yeah, you got any buyers? You got yeah, any, another lender? Any, anyone I can prequal? Yep. No. What if you would take a different approach and say, How can I get a realtor some business and help Correct. them and brainstorm about how to get business, right? Oh, yeah. They're not like most people aren't doing that. No, not at all. It's just most lenders are gimme, gimme, gimme. Right. My philosophy's always been I, I Again, I'm not huge on social media, but I do get referrals on social media because I've done I've done such a good job mm-hmm. in my eight year career of providing value and really rolling out the red carpet for our clients and providing a really good experience before, during, and after the transaction. Right. That it's pretty awesome that you refer me a client, John. You're my realtor. You're a realtor partner of mine. You refer me, I don't know, a next coworker of yours. And then when that coworker is ready to sell that house and buy another house and they want to see what it looks like, they don't call you. They call me first. Yeah. Because they know. They know that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to, I could do a net sheet. I know what that looks like. I could tell you what it's going to look like if you sell your house mm-hmm. and make that money and pay off debt, maybe. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Pay off debt. 
put money away for retirement and then use a portion of that for down payment. I could right. run through all that with you. I could or help you. get cash out to use it to yeah, yeah. buy another investment property. So right. it's nice when realtors, the, the customers reach out to us first yeah. and not the realtor. So when I get a customer, hey, realtor buddy, you remember John? Oh yeah, my old coworker. We closed that deal two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, I keep in contact with her because I have an excellent CRM. Yep. So I'm always in front of them every month. She actually reached out to me because she's thinking about selling her house and buying another house with the equity in her house. And she yeah. wants to go over some options, maybe putting all the money down, half the money down, and maybe paying off some debt, maybe buying a, an Airbnb. So I'm going to be with her on Monday. She's want to give you a heads up. I'm going to mention your name. Yeah. Did she mention my name already? I'm like, she has not. <laughs> but hey, you referred that to me two years ago. Yeah. Be, that's that's, that's yeah. our client. That's gold. Oh, thank you so much. And they, they love, even though maybe they get a little jealous that they reached out to me first. Yeah. At the end of the day, they know they're that so you're, thankful, they're though. so thankful that yeah. you, they have a legitimate partner that they know that I'm loyal and I'm going to give it right back to them because th they refer that to us in the beginning. Dude, that's gold. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what other ways you get business? Past client relationships. Really? You just open house, past clients, right? And Do you just reach out to like past clients? Like no, call them? Never. Or? Never. It, been, been, or, oh, so, your CRM yeah. automatically does? My, my, my guy that handles my CRM, my, my right it hand. It just kind of like keeps partner. him in touch. Like, so hey, have, rates, like yeah, market we have a, update. We have trip or... camp, like when we, a deal closes, mm -hmm. they're on our close campaign. So they get. So they're usually calling you. They call us. They text us, email and, and, us. And, and have, you're not just like bothering them, but they get the no, email and no. they'll see it. So It's yeah. where like during COVID, we, I did like manually reach out to a lot of my past VIP clients. Like, hey, John, I'm not sure if you heard, but rates are at an all-time low. Yeah. You bought your house back in 2017. At a four and a half or a five percent rates are now two and a half percent. Let's let, let's run the numbers. Do you want to have we, a we did that low payment? <laughs> yeah, we we did that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But be, now, no people will call us because we're always our CRM and the tools that I have to stay in front of our clients after the closed transaction mm. is so elaborate that when they think of financing, home financing, you're top of mind. Yeah, I'm top of mind. Yeah, and they just good. shoot me a text or send me a DM. I either email them all, all, every month or every other month, or a, a text goes out. So they just reply, I know, Aaron. And like I said before the podcast, I make it a point to follow either on Facebook or Instagram all my clients because we're proud of what we do. And 99% of our transactions close successfully. And we do have- Do you throw it, up like a congrats on your house? All the time. Like take, take pictures with them. Yeah. The realtor tags us. We encourage them to do that. So I have a really good relationship with a lot of my past clients. A lot of my followers, that's I'd say good. probably like, yeah, damn, 40% of them were probably my past clients. Right? So- when they, and they're so happy on that, oh, that, absolutely. that closing day and they're oh, absolutely. in front yeah. of the house and you took and the time you, to go do that. You that, give them a shout out. They yeah. love it. They start following you. That's they, how you earn clients for yeah. life, man. Like doing those things. Cause that's like a, a memory imprint, you know, oh, like if sure. they have and they tied it to you. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why like they see, it's this weird uh, way my brain works, but correlation to like when people are in like a trap, like a, not a tragic, but like an intense experience together it like bonds them. You know what that's, I'm talking about? So like, so true. Same yeah. with like happy experiences or whatever. Like, right. like, right. Like it just something magically happens in their brain oh, and, and then, then they're a client for life. People it's, always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Not what you said, but how you made them feel. Yeah. I, so I heard that, read that somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's not, so it's true. not what you said. It's how you made them feel. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll remember that forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and again, that's, that's not a hard thing to do, but it takes effort and it takes time. It takes time and, and hours and thought. And right? thought it's a lot. Like, how can I make this person remember how I made them feel? Correct. Instead of just like, I'm just going to talk what, to them and talk and, at them or, you know. Right. And for those listening, how do you make them feel special is going through the, the, the client experience, right? That's what we call right. it. The client experience. The, the, the client experience is that first initial phone call, 
that mm-hmm. me or my team makes when we spend 15 minutes with them on the phone, taking a 10 on three, building that rapport. Yep. And then once we collect their documents and pre-approve them, we set up another appointment, say, congratulations, John, you've been pre-approved. Mm-hmm. So excited for you and your family. When's a good time for you and your husband, John, to jump on a Zoom call or come to our office? Our office is here in Riverside. Where do you live? Oh, you live in Corona or sure. Ontario where you're close by. Oh, yeah. Let's do Zoom or let's do in person. They come in either via Zoom or in person. We spend an hour with them, 30 minutes an hour, going over their options, building rapport. They see me. They see them, right? And then after that, the, they go into escrow. We have a contract call. And we say, congratulations. Now that you're officially in escrow, I want to let you know what the next steps are going to look like. We're going to order the appraisal. Your realtor is going to call you to do the home inspection. We're going to lock your rate. By the way, rates went down or rates went up. This is a payment. We go over the payment again. Mm-hmm. You send your EMD. This is your is going to be your estimated cash to close. We're with them every step of the way. So when they close, they have a pleasant experience. And not only that, I always do a, a, what's called a post-closing call. So it's anytime you close a deal, you call them, obviously, to say congratulations. Sure. On buying, the best buying, call, buying right? your first house. How do you feel? You guys excited? What's the, pl- what's the move for planning? Is it, is it this weekend? Oh, the following weekend. Awesome. Great. And then we tell them, hey, they're going to get a supplemental. You're going to get a supplemental tax bill. FYI, this is what it looks like. By the way, you're going to get a mortgage correspondence in the next few weeks on where to send your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. We let them know what's going to happen and say, hey, by the way, every six months, I'm going to call you to do a checkup because my promise to you is to make sure you're in the best mortgage at that time. The yep. rates come down. I want to show what it looks like to refinance. If in, in one, one day, if you sell, if you want, if you're thinking about selling in three or four years and you want to see what that looks like, we're going to be there for you. Yep. We're going to show you what that looks like. That's good. So that's, that's how you make them feel well. Right. And then following them on Instagram or Facebook. Right. And then like liking their photos of their family and commenting. commenting them. Yeah. That whole, what I just explained is that feel good part where yep. you have a client for life. So good, man. Thanks, man. I, I wish everyone did that, but it takes a lot of time it, and effort. It does. It does. Cause right. It's not, I guess it's efficient and it's a, it's a, it's the long game. Yep. It's it literally it's investing in your future because sure. I'm telling you when I, so I was a mortgage broker for God, too many years, a lot of years. And then, you know, when I started fund loans, it was about seven years ago. And for, for probably not, like probably four years, you know, I was the CEO of still am the CEO of fund loans, but during that time I'd still would get just these calls and like past clients and I wouldn't have to do any more. I wasn't even doing a CRM to keep myself. They just, just had, call they you. Had, they'd have my number in their phone and they text me. Right. And, and, Hey, I'm thinking about refinancing or, Hey, I want to buy another house or, Hey, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm not doing loans anymore, but you know, let me, let me, I have somebody, you know, that's here, my company that I can have you do it. I'll oversee it, make sure it's, you know, it's good. And, you know, seven years later, I I still get those, those texts and emails. And it's like, if you, if you put that time in upfront, like you, you know, throughout your career, even if you get out of the mortgage business, you could still have a referral partnership with someone. And and just have it's like yeah. a, it's like an annuity. Oh, absolutely! Literally, like I always, I always tell my guys, you can't like they, look, all these customers that were that were helping. Yeah, for all these years, this is our four hundred one k guys. You know how valuable that yeah. is. I it's, mean, it's like yeah, like you said, you could pass that on to your your son Correct. or your daughter. Like it, yeah. and people call you because obviously you're a cool dude, so you leave a really good impression on people, right? You're outgoing you care about people people get along with you and not you everybody it, you not, get it done right you, and you get it done but yeah. not everybody has that right so if the people who are not like i, I meet people all the time there's guys in my office i'm like you don't have the best um, i don't say this to them right but like you're you're not really capturing yeah right kind of monotone right right you know your shit yes but sure. like you're not building rapport is not it's kind of hard for you to do 
because you can't really, you, know, you don't have a lot of empathy. It's really hard for you to relate. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Whatever. Not everyone has your personality. Sure. Or my personality, for right. example, right? So naturally, introverted. Yeah. So naturally, we're going to reach out to you even when you're at, even you said you didn't have a CRM, right? Didn't have a CRM. People just still reach back out to you because they remember John yeah. being awesome, right? So imagine now if you had a, a dialed in CRM with all the systems and processes in place, would it be awesome, right? And for the people who don't have John's personality, right? Or character when it comes to like, you know, in this follow this up, follow whatever, up, yeah. then you build a process where it's like, yeah, you're, you're not that interesting, but if you have a, 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 a consultation with them before the, mm -hmm. the purchase, either via Zoom or in person, you do a, you do a contract call when they open escrow, you do a post-closing call, you, yep. you touch with them on CRM every six months or every month, they're going to remember you. Yeah. Like you're going to be the best, the, they're going to be their mortgage advisor. And you know what? All this can be learned. Sure, some people have it naturally, right? Like I'm, I'm terrible at details, but I'm naturally good at like talking to people. But like if you have, you, you could go pick up a book. I mean, I think one of the first books that I bought when I was getting in the mortgage business was this crazy book. Literally, I, I bought it at Barnes and Nobles or it might, might have been Borders, whatever. And it said, like, I think the book title was How to Get Anyone to Do Anything. I, I think I saw that book. You know? I, yeah. I remember, like, I got that book, and then it was, like, Mortgage for Dummies, and it was, like, one other book. And I remember putting it up on the counter, and the, and the lady, this really cute old lady, she was like, she looked at it, and she goes, you better be careful with this, son. <laughs> this book, you better be careful with this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to learn sales. So what are you trying to do, huh? That's <laughs> no, I promise. I'm in sales. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to get anyone to do anything. You know, I'm mortgages. not starting a cult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to get some people some mortgages. And I yeah. want to be the one that, that you know, charms them or sells them and, and uh, that, that, you know, makes them want to work with me. So. For sure. But like you can go learn this stuff. It's not. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm probably naturally more introverted. You know, I have a, a kind of when I take the test of like the personality is like I can turn it on or off. You know, I like to have some alone time. I like to have some out, out right. going time. Right. Some people are just naturally super outgoing, right? But like, you can turn it on. You can learn how oh, to how sure. to become more of a salesperson, more of a person that people like. Yep. A lot of it comes down to just talking to them and asking them about them because people yep. love talking about oh, themselves, right? So yeah. if you're inquisitive and you want you know you want to make a good impression and make someone feel something, then you have to ask about them and oh, be, yeah. be sincerely interested, right? Yep. Because that's what makes people like you. Oh, for sure. Right? I so. completely agree with that. I, and that's part of what we do in our consultations is I always tell people like when I, I'll coach like some new, newer LOs here and there, man, you're crushing. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know when you know what to ask people, like how to build rapport. I'm like, just keep asking them questions about what they do yeah. for work. How long well, that's why the 10 three is so good because yeah. you get, I like ask about your kids. Yep. You ask them about their, you know, do you have any investments? You ask them about, you know, your employ employment status, where right. you work, you work, what do you do? How long doing that for? I remember someone that like early on when I got in the business, they didn't even, they didn't even like really go through the application like you would normally go through it. They just start talking and they would be like, so like, tell me about your job. And they would yeah. say, oh, cool. How long you been there? Okay. And they're just taking it, right? Yep. They're letting them talk and they're yep. just taking these, these notes and, and then the application's done. They're going to tell them the reason. Yep. Yeah. And it didn't even feel like a transaction. It yep. felt like you genuinely, you know, you were seriously interested in oh, them. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. You can complete a 1003 by just having a conversation without even... They're gonna even. They're not gonna even realize that you're asking them like questions on an application. Right. They're gonna be like, this guy's just asking me questions about my life and my financial situation. Right. So I'm trying to get a loan, and he's doing it in an eloquent, nice way where it's not like intrusive. And you don't have to ask what your account numbers are. No. You get that from the statements, right? Yeah. Like 
Make it easy for yeah. them, but, but do it what on is your your phone? exact balance right now <laughs> in your checking account. Yeah. You to just the, feel like to the, roughly, to the penny. Yeah, yeah. Roughly like how much you got in your check. You're yeah. like, oh, I got this much cool. And then, or you don't even have to ask it. You right. say, send me when you when you're done. Actually, that's what I would do. I wouldn't even ask them about their debts. I wouldn't even ask them about their their investments. Because you're going to run their credit anyways. Run their credit. You're going to ask them for their all their assets to, to, to upload or to, right. to bring in. And so then you don't have to make it difficult. You know, no. you're just creating this experience, like you said, like your customer experience. And like I think it's time to get back to the, the 1003 taking um, in oh, person sure. or over the phone, right? Uh, at Wells Fargo, I learned like an old school like manager that I had in, in, in loans at Wells Fargo Mortgage. He's like, learn he told me he was old school like he was like six years old when i met him yeah and he's probably already retired he was like learn how to take a, a really 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 good 1003 mm-hmm. and you'll do good in this business i'm like that's it that's all you got for me yeah he's like i'm like you ain't talking about like realtors or like getting business he's like nope learn how to take a really really good 1003 <laughs> yeah. i'm telling you right now son i'm like okay thank you yeah and then i always remember like take a really good 1003 because it will bite you in the ass if you don't ask oh, man hey yeah. i didn't ask you but do you Pay child support? Yeah, but you never asked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dead we're, loan. We're in escrow. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's killed yeah. kill loans. Oh, yeah. Those oh, are the loan sure. killers. Oh, right? for sure. There's a few loan killers. Yeah, that's one. Uh, I'm trying to think of other other obvious ones that like have killed loans before. Oh, I can name a bunch. I can name a bunch. Yeah, they're real estate. Yeah, other other real estate owned or. The alimony, the, child the married portion of it. Yeah. Again, not taking a good ten on three. Mm-hmm. Like, like you put unmarried mm-hmm. on accident. Yeah. Or you ask somebody if they're like, or if they ever filed bankruptcy. Correct. Case. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. The unmarried thing gets us a lot. FHA loans. That's um, I don't know. I'm running to this uh, so much lately. Everyone's people are married legally. Mm-hmm. but they're not together with their wives at the moment, but they're still legally married and they've been not together with their wives for many years. They just don't get officially divorced. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing an FHA loan and their paycheck sub and all their mailing filing system says married. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, you don't FHA loan. We have to run your spouse's credit. Oh, I forgot I was married. They're like, Ooh, <laughs> that's not going to be, I'm like, is that going to be a problem? Yeah. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff we got to down fix. Yeah. 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 Be but good yeah, at taking a 1003. Be really good. That's Listen to, the, to my old friend, at Wells Fargo, when he said, "Take a really, really good ten on three. and I tell that to my guys now. I'm like, "Take a really good ten on three. My guys and do. use it to build rapport. Of course, yeah. But that's 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 what I remember the most of ten threes. It was just yeah. how do you build, and you're taking the time to go through it. It's a little tedious, but try to make it fun, right? Yeah. Like try to, and and one of the best things I like is like go back to make them feel something, right? And like I, I think that you know any good marketing out there is it. it they key in on making you feel something, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, Apple is great at that, right? They don't just say, here's our, here's our music listening device. They're like, you know, thousand songs in your pocket, yeah. right? This is like this feeling of like something magical, right? Oh, Versus for sure. like just what it is. Like we're getting you a mortgage. No, we're getting you into something that you're going to have your children, you're going to raise your children in and yeah. they're going to come home and they're going to have these crazy memories. You're going to have these the yardstick of their, you know, all their, their, you know, growth. Of, oh, absolutely. And make it, like, like you said, make him feel good during the 1003. Mm-hmm. I was taking a 1003 the other day off, off the cuff. Cause I usually, my guys take the 1003s, but this particular guy took his 1003 and he's with his job for 39 years. I'm, I'll be 38 this month, like in uh, next week. And he started working on his jobs in 1984. And I'm like, dude, same you, job. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, that is freaking awesome. I told him, I'm like, Mr. Hernandez, like you've been working your job for thirty, not eight, nine years. I'm like, you've been at your job longer than I've been alive. 
Wow. He chuckled. He's a little old school. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you do? Like, how is that? And he started opening up about his job. Oh, when I started at my job, mm-hmm. it was only like 20 of us. Now there's over a thousand employees. We went on and on for like half hour. And oh, he'll, he'll remember that. And then actually, you know, he's after, and he was like a little stern beginning, like, oh, okay, mortgage. I'm not too excited about like running my credit and giving you documents. Right. After that, he's okay. Well, what do you need, Aaron? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give it right. Oh, my wife will send it right over to you. That's because, that magic. That's absolutely. that cracking, yeah. cracking the ice, right? Yep. You break the ice. You get into this, like, where now you're, you're trust, you're a trusted advisor. You're yep. a friend. You're, a, you're someone that's going to, you know, that's yeah. going to do the loans for their grandkids or for, for their kids and yep. their friends or their cousin, their brother. Absolutely. That's how you win. Yeah, man. I'm super pumped. Tell me about your Airbnb. Oh, yeah. So, again, I'm a firm believer of practice what you preach. Yep. I can't stand when people advise on mortgages. But they don't own a house. They don't don't never own a house. It's kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I practice what I preach, and I I see these people, my own customers, buying Airbnbs, right? And I'm doing the financing for them. Yep. And I'm like, they could do it. I can do it. I'm in right. loans. I know my shit. Yeah. Why? 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 Can't, can't, why am I not doing and there, this? And it's just courage yeah. and bravery. So yeah. last year, one of my friends, I was refinancing. I was doing. I was helping them buy a, their second Airbnb. I'm like, man, you guys are. How's the other one that you just buy in Big Bear? They're like, oh, it's killing the game. And I see their bank statements. I'm like, dude, yeah, your mailbox. I'm money. like, and you're a nurse, and like you work for the county, and the and the they're not even in the loan business, and they have the courage. To acquire real estate and get into the Airbnb space. They read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They did. They did. <laughs> These are good friends of mine. And they're like, yeah, we're looking to buy as many as we, like, we're going to keep going. This is going to be, this is, we're going to build this empire. Yep. It really encouraged me. Because like, I have a couple rentals, right, in my primary residence. I'm like, you know what? I don't have an Airbnb. That's yep. cool. And I'm like, hey, let's, let's, were you guys doing this together? Like, can we, like, are, are you interested? I'm like, yeah, I know we could do a vacation home 10% down. Yeah. They're like, we could split it out in the middle. They're, Dude, we're interested. Let's talk. Five percent each. Yeah, five percent each. So everything down the middle. We bought our first. I bought my first. It was there like third or fourth, but I partnered up with them. We bought a in Redoso, New Mexico. It's like a skiing resort in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I, I bought the house. Never even went there. I went there like a year later, like this this past winter. Sight unseen. Correct, but it's really nice. It's yep. booked all the time. We're we're killing it. So yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about it because it's paying all the mortgage. It's paying the mortgage, mm-hmm. all the expenses, the cleaning fees. Everything else that comes with it. And then we still have money left over. Not a lot because we split it. Yeah. But like as long as the mortgage pays itself, tax, right? Tax, a tax deduction, right? Yep. And there's something magical called appreciation. And then equity. Appreciation. Yep. yep. That's your, you have someone else pay your, you're going to have Airbnb guests pay your mortgage down for the yep. next 10 to 15 years. And if we want to sell this house in 10 years and buy something else or split ways, mm-hmm. We could split a 150, 200 grand. No, no problem. Right. I'm, I'll, I'll be cool with that. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it's so hard to save 150 grand. Yeah. Right. In your bank account. Oh, but it, but if you take 15 grand or 20, whatever, and you put it into a Airbnb property and then all of a sudden you have 150,000 in equity, like in a save several years, you're like, that would have never done like your no. bank account would have no. never done that. No. Stock market probably would never. have never done that. But this house, it did that. I always tell people real estate is the best, the best vehicle to financial su- success. Yeah, and the greatest vehicle to acquire wealth, real wealth. Absolutely, it is because it you, it's tried and true. Mm-hmm. Real estate for hundreds of years, buying mm-hmm. land and buying real estate. So I'm a big believer in you got to own real estate if you're going to advise other people at a high level. That's good. You got to own real estate. So yeah, I'm. So I'm, I'm I'm looking to buy another one hopefully this summer. 
but you mm-hmm. know, with rates being where they're at, right, it might have to hit you up fund loans. <laughs> Get, 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 you yeah, know, do a little get create, some create, or something some like that. financing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, cause that, you know, especially buying Airbnb is you can do the debt service coverage loan and you don't love to, it. Yeah. If you yeah. had a down year, whatever, the, the property's still doing well and you can just, you know, you got the down payment. Yeah. yeah. And then now me going through the Airbnb and then now, now my friends, they've kind of graduated from like the traditional conventional space to, to, to non QM. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll probably be on the next one. I'll probably send it over here to you guys. Um, but now more than ever, I'm, I'm really advising people. I, I'll be honest with you. I never, in my career, was always conventional FHA, VA. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple non-QM in mm-hmm. the past. But, like, literally, it came out a perfect time that, where I was invited on this podcast. Because, like, in the last, like, two months, I've been getting so many requests on non-QM. It's good. And I'm like, cool, I know we work with you guys. So I have, we have a few loans that are getting approved right now in underwriting before they start shopping for a house. That's what I love about your process. You get to do a TBD. Yeah underwritten approval i'm all about that yeah because i have a, a, have a good name and a good reputation i would hate to right. tell somebody oh yeah you, you i added, added up your deposits on your bank statements for the last 12 months i think you're <laughs> good for this go find a house and then and, then it, and it goes to underwriting I'm like oh no it doesn't work that way so i'm like i sent her two or three loans of your guys' way i'm like pre-approve them i don't care if it takes two weeks three weeks mm-hmm. because my borrowers they they know that i want to know that i'm good for it before i start shopping for a house because it's my name on the line they want to have a good experience absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. It is a great tool to have, you know, the FHA, the VA, you know, all the government, all the different loans, and then having non-QM and being good at non-QM oh, absolutely. is a huge, you know, so like, you know, if you're down on your business right now, it's like, get get the guidelines, learn about the product, and then you can be that advisor to your customer, right? Because yeah. then you can expand your customer base. Yeah. And, because- and at, our, at our office, and the way, what really intrigued me with, with your, your name that popped up, like your company, Fun Loans. I was hearing success stories in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, use fun loans. Use fun loans. Like, I just closed one with them. Super cool. Two weeks, two weeks, three weeks. I'm like, what? <laughs> How? Cool. I love hearing that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I got I to gotta get up on game. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, hey, well, you don't qualify, but have you heard of a DSCR loan? Yeah. They're like, tell me more. And right. I get back to the office, I got to price some guy out because he's really interested. He wants like, I need to buy a property. I don't report anything on my taxes, but I have a bunch of money and I make a lot of money. Yeah. I'm and like, then the, the DSCR. Asset only product. I there mean, you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, what don't you like about non-QM? Are you probably too new at, new at it to really yeah, not I mean, know? To be yet, honest but... with you, I mean, so far, I mean, I've done a couple yeah. with other companies that I'm not going to mention. Sure. I think one of them is out of business now. And it was just a shit show. Like before, during... Yeah, it was a shit show. Yeah, like and not 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 all non QM lenders are the same, right? Correct. I mean, it's just yeah. like it's like going like to a, to a grocery store or like a like Walmart versus Nordstrom. It's like you know there's going to be different. Of course, yeah. Just like every lender is going to be different, right? Right. And it's all about the team, right? And the underwriting process and the good processor. account executive, an right? AE yeah. Shane here. I've been working with him. I've been texting him and emailing him a lot the last couple of months. Shout out to Shane Colson. There you go, Shane. <laughs> Shane. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say besides the, the, the two experiences that I had a couple of years back with other non-QM investors, like when we were in escrow was a pain on the butt. We had extend escrow a couple of times, mm-hmm. but besides that, I know the loan game. I mean, I worked, I did loans at Wells Fargo, right? Like nothing was said and selling until like you got your keys. Yeah. Right. So I understand like what goes into it. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, nothing really bad to say about it, but I'm looking forward to do more business with you guys and hopefully these loans work out. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will because I, I made sure I vetted them as much as possible. Like, yeah, a good candidate. So. The thing about non-QM that I don't like, I love you know the the fact that, you know loans can be boring, right? Because you know get you get a 
uh, what's it called? Uh, help me. Um, DU, right? Oh. DULP, right? And it's just like this, this, you know, real boring process. W two everything, but like I love about non QM, it's it's always so different. There's always unique stories. Like, right. oh, you have a business. Oh, what's this business about? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, how do you make your money? And then you see their bank statement. You're like, holy crap, they got a two hundred thousand dollar deposit. Then they got a thirty thousand dollar deposit. And you're like, wow. And you've seen these like yep. kind of interesting stories, and you you. It's just not like normal lending, and it's a little more out of the box. It's a little more sure. creative. You're dealing with different things. That's what I like about it. What I don't like about it is like, again, when you have complex things, there's always going to be that. Am I going to find some sure some string that's going to unravel right. everything? Right? right, right, right. But but it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, for sure. That's funny you mentioned earlier. Like mortgages are kind of boring. Yeah. To us, I mean, yes, they are. But like, we obviously we do this for a living, and there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And your day is not the same every single day, especially when you're in files. I was telling somebody this the other day. I forgot who it was. I went to Starbucks. <laughs> I was having like a really busy day. So I was on my phone like, yeah, yeah, thank How much? $4? Okay, great. She's like, oh, you know, Starbucks are super nice. She's like, so what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, huh? I'm like, what's really? up? You want to like, know? Give me my coffee. She's like, yeah, what do you do for work? I think she was asking everybody that day, like a new girl. Yeah. She's like, oh my, oh, I do home loans for a living, mortgages. She's like, oh, that sounds boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> she was dead serious. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, you work at uh, Starbucks. And I'm like, if you only knew that it's not boring. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm like, it's zipping yeah. every single day. But I just start, I just like, I chuckle and I laugh. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's not that boring, believe me. She's like, really? You mean like making boring. coffees? Not yeah, she's like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I told the guys that is at work. Funny. That is, that's funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, I would be so bored if I worked at Starbucks. Oh, for sure. And that yeah. smell terrible at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big <laughs> fan of coffee. Yeah, like believe it or not, I don't drink a lot of coffee. So, so people like my wife loves coffee. She loves Starbucks, but I don't drink a lot of coffee. I drink maybe like a, a couple cups cups of coffee a week, and I yeah. don't even finish the cup. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's most mortgage people I think do. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I, but like if you I drink tequila though. Yeah, tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like coffee. Yeah, yeah I drink tequila. <laughs> this is tequila this is excited. my coffee. This is my coffee. This yeah. is my energy. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm I really good tequila. by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what about, you know, like one thing I like to ask is uh, all my guests is, you know, everyone's made it to where they are because of someone else. Not not always, but like everyone's kind of had some help along the way. Right. Like, so who would you shout out to if you could that maybe just did something, helped you? You, you, know? Know, you know what? what? Like when you say when you ask me that question, somebody sticks out to me. Like in terms of like my business, like, yeah, my wife was yeah. my big support system, my parents and stuff like that. But like in the actual mortgage real estate business, my good friend and best realtor partner, uh, one of my best realtor partners and a good friend of mine, uh, John Aguirre or Juan Aguirre, because when I was at Wells Fargo, I met him through a friend. He was doing really well in real estate in our market. He was like a well-known realtor. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got to talk to realtors. And my buddy's like, yeah, I'm introduce you. We had lunch. He's like, oh yeah, I used somebody else, man. Like I've been using this other guy for eight years. Like, yeah, it's not going to like. Yeah, I already got my guy. Now, you could yeah. do open houses with my team and I, but, like, whatever you get there, but I'm not ever going to send you a deal. We start hanging out, became friends, start drinking together, drinking tequila together. He's a big tequila guy, too. And I'm like, okay, great. And two, three, four years went by. 2018, he sent me a deal because one of the, the deals fell out, and I did a, I killed it. I, like, I did a great job. Mm -hmm. And was one of his agents on his team, Jaime. And Jaime's like, dude, Aaron killed it. His customers loved him. Like it's a great, great extension of our team. Yep. Is to our lender to be on top of his shit. Yep. And they had a great experience. Like they already sent him a referral. That's cool. Like they sent him a referral because you did a good job. Because I did a good job. Yeah. And he was just like, ah, okay. 
And then we now you're up on his radar. We, yep. And then we met up again. And then my like, dude. And then we made it official. We've been working exclusively together. Well, he's been sending me all, most of his deals, all of his deals since 2018. So he was like the big shark, the first big shark that I acquired in real estate. And he referred that me took all. four years. It did. It and, did. And, and it, yeah. it was worthwhile. Yeah. And he sent me a lot of business. But not only do you yeah. get a referral partner, you have a friend, like someone that. Correct. It's that, not just a, like a transaction. And, like and you guys are buddies. Absolutely. And that's why I'm a firm believer of do business with people that you like. Yeah. Life is too short to do business with people that you don't like. True. The other day, I fired a realtor via email. <laughs> you were I'm like, a dickhead. In a nice way. <laughs> right. In a nice way. Oh, you didn't call him a dickhead? No, no. <laughs> and I'm like, it just wasn't a good so, fit. So, most realtors are great, but yeah. there's a couple out there that are not No, nice. of course. They're not yeah. nice people. And if you can general. get along with your realtor and you hang yeah. out and, and you guys respect each other, yep. it's, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. So Totally. So I, I say him because when I first, when I got in, into like the direct lending world, like out of Wells Fargo, he referred for me so many clients that it was my livelihood. That's cool. Which was awesome. And I'm almost forever grateful. You know what I mean? Does he have a podcast? He does not. Let's he should come on. Get, yeah, let's get, let's him, get on. him on here. Juan, John. He's <laughs> the John, 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 but his challenge. name is Juan. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll, we'll drink some tequila. Oh <laughs> yeah. He loves tequila. That'd be cool. He's, yeah. He loves tequila. Um, well, awesome, man. I'm stoked that you came out and Thank you. Uh, got, got on the podcast. Thanks, here. man. Could... Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, this has been cool. Great tequila, by the way. How does someone find you if someone's listening and they want to hit uh, you up? I'm not sure if I look there or here, whatever. Aaron Home Loans on Instagram. I mean, I have Facebook too, but more Instagram, Aaron Home Loans. Yeah. Awesome, man. Aaron with one A. Yeah. <laughs> a TikTok, too. TikTok too. There you go. And TikTok. I got it. My, my guy got me a TikTok. Are you doing account. some TikToks? Like making some videos or dance uh, videos? Marcos? A little bit. We closed your home I told loan. you I'm old school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, social media was hard for me in the beginning just because I'm like, to be honest with you, I'm an introverted, quiet dude too, like to myself. Yeah. Right? But I, I understand that a few years ago, like Instagram and social media was like super crucial for your business. Right. So I'm getting more and more courage to post more and be more consistent with it. But yeah, TikTok, we do have a TikTok account. TikTok's getting, it I is. mean, it's popular, but it's getting, it's growing, I think with the older demographic. Is people, it? Oh yeah. yeah, my dad sends me TikTok videos all the time. He's yeah. like seventy years old. Yeah, I'm like, Dad, like all you do is send me TikTok videos all day long. It's it's like it, another like other loan yeah. people like talking about like what they do. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at this. I'm like, yeah, Dad, that's a FHA loan. Three hundred percent. It's a. I know this. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but you got to talk about it. I'm like, huh? My dad's telling me that. Your dad's it. Yeah. I'm so like, damn. It's like, it's like, damn. You're right. Like the other day, Brandon and I did. I'm like, let's just do a video like FHA three and a half percent down. Yeah. I don't, that's my like my favorite loan. Yeah, and to be and you'll be surprised to this day, you would, that's a very it's a common knowledge. You could buy a house with three and a half percent FHA, but people don't know that ninety percent of the people are like, so FHA, what is that again? How much is it? Three point one percent down? Is it six point percent? Yeah, or they, they don't know. 20, right? I'm like three four, uh, three and a half percent down. They're like, oh okay, okay. And what is that? How do how do you right. calculate that? And you know, exactly right. So it's 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 the power of social media. We're talking about on the way over here. It's 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 here. It's big. It's you only going to keep gotta, growing. Gotta, doing podcasts like this. Yep. Cutting it Instagram, up. Putting little stuff on on uh, it's, TikTok. It's a must. So I'm We're, glad I'm here. My first my first podcast. We'll give you some clips to post. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening, you guys. And like I said, please like, share, subscribe. It helps our algorithm. Helps us stay relevant. Moves us up the you know the the ladder of social media. So we yep. want to be we want to be the number one mortgage podcast out there. We think we're on our way. So. We will uh, keep putting out good content and as long as you keep listening. So thanks, everybody. And Thank you. see you on the next one. The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast.